Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. All right. So it's Kim Commando today. It's your daily fun podcast about all things digital. Of course, I'm Kim Commando and you are Andrew Babinski. Yes. And so together, uh, we just want to keep you up to date on what's going on in the whole tech universe. Yes. And so, universe. so today's a little bit different. Okay. Okay. Because normally we have like, okay, we have to tell a few stories, and then we tell a few jokes. Mm, we don't have to. So today we we're going to just talk about one thing, about how much you love me. Okay. It's going to be a short podcast. <laughs> All right. Okay. Maybe that's not it. All right. Okay. Um, today we're going to talk about and talk to Brian Johnson. Okay. Interesting dude. Yeah. Uh, 46-year-old guy. Uh, made $400 million in the credit card processing industry. Now lives in Los Angeles. And he calls, calls himself a rejuvenation athlete. Ooh, it's a title. It is. And so his whole goal, and then he's got 550,000 Instagram followers. His whole goal is don't die. I mean, that's his life purpose. Yeah, I read his story. It's pretty interesting. He came home one night and he... He wasn't uh, feeling great, and he just decided that he's going to go on this journey, and then he actually did it. Okay, so how many years ago was that? I think it was like four, maybe. Really? That's it? I think so. It could have been longer. Okay, how old How old do you think he looks? <clears throat> I mean, honestly, I think he looks 50. Do you? I do. I think he, I'm not being critical. I am not a looker, okay? But I think he looks like he's had tons of plastic surgery. Well, he doesn't go out in the sun. So he's pale. Yes. And he also he come, comes across on social media, and I'll actually ask him about this, as weird. It's, a creep, it's creepy. Like, his social media footprint is not a positive one. Because this, this whole thing, this all ball got rolling is because he wanted to, had blood transfusions with his 17-year-old son because he thought having the blood of a 17-year-old would help de-age him. Well, and then he also had a bone marrow transplant. From a young Swedish person in the Bahamas. Um, I would like to ask him about that too. So if I forget, make sure you ask it. Because okay. I've always been concerned. Like, I would be concerned like, okay, that's bone marrow. And then what if a DNA mutation happens? Sure. Okay. And then you get this bone marrow from somebody else and now it's in you. And you, you Whatever genetic history you have, you're now mixing in the genetic history of somebody else. But I'll tell you, the guy is in phenomenal shape. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I yeah, yeah I'm kind of jealous. But <laughs> I don't have $2 million a year to spend on de-aging myself. And I want to know, too, I want to ask him, has this become an obsession? Is it a healthy thing that he's doing for his mind, mentally? Because I don't know if it is. Well, your whole day revolves around staying young. Right. So how much life are you really enjoying? If, especially if you're not going out in the sun. So we've been talking about Brian, and look who's joining us. Hi, you guys. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. Thanks for being here. Yeah. So, Were you guys talking trash? Yes, no. absolutely. <laughs> Don't watch the podcast before you came on. No, I, you know, just when you came on, I was telling Andrew that Andrew's physique reminds me of your physique. Yeah, we got similar body types. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I actually said that you're in great shape. You're in phenomenal shape. And so uh, so let's start at the beginning, Brian. Um, 
What made you embark upon this, as you say, a rejuvenation athlete, taking, taking your life in this direction? It was a result of some thought experiments I did. And I like thought experiments because they help me. Uh, they show a mirror of what the most common thoughts are of one's time and place and allows you to, trans, uh, to travel in time. Okay, so here's the first thought experiment. Imagine that you're able to whisper in the ears of people who live in the year 1870. And you say to them, hey, just a heads up, there are these new ideas about these microscopic objects that are the source of infection. They're called germs. And if doctors wash their hands between surgeries, if they clean their instruments, if they you know, wash their hands again before, you know, between delivering babies, that that may reduce the death rate dramatically in this situation. Now, if you're in the 1870s, if your your common response is going to be, that's nuts. You're telling me some invisible thing is causing death. And we can't see it. So it's just like this. Is is this like some sort of you know otherworldly thing? And so this is an, an example where the future is always present. And it smashes itself up against the rocks of our current thinking. And that's what Blueprint is. Blueprint is from the future, and it smashes up against the current norms. And so the kinds of things you guys were observing ahead of time is exactly the predicted response. Well, you know, that's an, it's an interesting analogy because I thoroughly believe that, I mean, think about I still can't believe that people would say that when if, when you smoked a cigarette, it would coat mm-hmm. your throat, right? I mean, Eight out of 10 doctors agree. Go with filtered cigarettes. Yes. And then, you know, and then, of course, we all know what happened after that. So, you know, I, yeah. you know, I, I've been following you for quite a while. And I was actually kind of like super excited when Maddie came in and said, oh, my gosh, I got Brian. Because it really makes total sense that if you take care of your body, because yeah. your body is a machine, okay, and and know that it that if we can make this machine last longer by taking care of it and giving it certain nutrients in certain ways, then maybe we can prevent heart disease. Maybe mm-hmm. we can prevent diabetes or other ailments. Maybe we won't need to put the whole world on Ozempic. You know, yeah. Uh, although you know the the. The whole jingle thing always gets me excited every time I hear yeah. oh, 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 Zempic, you know? And, and so, yeah, I mean, so, so take, us, uh, take us through your typical day, Brian. Yeah, so I'll, just to complete this thought experiment and what you said, and then I'll go through my day. So to complete that exercise, if we imagine that the 25th century is whispering in our ears and they say, Psst, what would they tell us? And this is the entirety of my project. I think they would say, don't die. That after 4.5 billion years on this planet, we are now baby steps away from superintelligence. Now, when we have superintelligence in a decade or so, it's going to be a billion times smarter than us. A level of intelligence that is unimaginable to us. It's possible that with the superintelligence, we will be able to solve aging and we may be able to live uh, for a duration of time and with the level of wellness that is, again, unimaginable to us. And so the observation is in the year 2024, the future is present. The question is, can we see it? And so I, in conjunction with Blueprint, I say, don't die. Don't die individually. Don't kill each other. 
don't kill the planet and align AI with don't die. It is the only thing on humanity's to-do list. Wow. I don't know if we're going to be able to check that box. But like Kim said, what are you doing on a daily basis so you don't die? Yeah, what I did is, um, so yeah, I do about 100 things in a given day, and I try to make them invisible to me because I try to make it just part of my norms. And so the unique thing we did is we looked at every single scientific publication ever done on health span, lifespan. We then graded the evidence of each of those things. And then we did the power laws. And we said, where is the best evidence for the best health span, lifespan extension? And then we implemented every single one of those things. Well, not everyone. We, we implemented the power laws in me. And then I became the most biologically measured person in human history. And so my daily regimen is basically the most scientifically accurate approach on how to approach, uh, how to go about uh, longevity and health span. And so, for example, I, I go to bed about 8.30 every night. Well, that's not true. I go to bed at exactly 8.30 every night. <laughs> and it's, it's very precise. And sleep is my number one life priority. I demonstrated eight months of perfect sleep using a wearable. It was the first time, I think, in human history where someone demonstrated that level of sleep consistency. And I wanted to show that it could be done. And then I wake up around 4.35, 5.30. I wake up naturally. And then I'll do uh, a 10,000 lux light in my eyes to get a few minutes of light. I'll weigh myself on my scale to get body composition data. I'll take my inner ear temperature. I measure that very closely. My, my, inner, my body temp in the morning is around 94.9, 1. So I'm about three, three degrees Fahrenheit lower than what I was before uh, doing blueprint. And then I, I'll go downstairs. I'll do some HRV therapy, uh, which is like your your nervous system therapy. I do this little thing on my ear that has electrical current. And then I'll work out for an hour and then I'll eat a few pounds of vegetables for breakfast. I'll do a few more therapies. I'll work for a couple hours. I have a few doctor's appointments and in the afternoon where I'll do various measurements. And then I have a a nighttime protocol. And so basically I have like two or three full-time jobs. I'm building various companies and I'm doing this. So it's a lot of work and I have an entire team helping me do this. But the thing is, I guess it's important to say is you don't need to spend $2 million and you don't need to do my lifestyle. I can give you five simple rules that are low cost that you can do to get the majority of the benefits. But you definitely do not need to be Brian Johnson to achieve these benefits. You can do them in a low cost fashion. So what are those five things? There's five power laws. One is don't smoke. Number two is, you know, six hours a week of exercise. But even if you can't do six hours, even you know one hour, if you're at zero, is great. Uh, three is eat a blueprint-like diet, or you can say a Mediterranean-like diet. Four is maintain a body mass index of between 18.5 and 22.5. And then number five is a moderate alcohol consumption or zero. Those five things will get you to a life expectancy of around 92 years old. And then, of course, it also is helpful if you can... Uh, try to avoid bad things. So try to avoid, uh, you know, junk food. Try to avoid other things that would otherwise cause damage to your body. But the basics really are within reach of everyone. And then, as I mentioned before, making sleep your number one life priority. Like literally, nothing's more important than sleep because everything else is a consequence of your sleep. So when Ford rolls out a new truck, they don't take the CEO 
and the president and use them as the crash test dummy. Why did you decide to make yourself the guinea pig for Blueprint? As a species, we have these really important questions in front of us. You know, will Earth be inhabitable for the human race? Will AI cause some kind of catastrophe? Will we humans annihilate each other? Now, if you take any one of those problems, you say, what could I possibly do to change that outcome? I wanted to actually be the problem. I wanted to be climate change. I wanted to be AI alignment. I wanted to be human destruction. And I wanted to solve all the existential crises as an individual. And so what I did is I said, okay, I'm going to change the structure of how I am as a human. Instead of my mind deciding whenever it wants to eat whatever it wants, I'm going to empower my body's organs to be in charge. This is just like what happened in democracy, where the 13 colonies in the U.S. said, we have this monarch in the U.K. does a pretty good job of managing things. And then people in the States were like, they're kind of bad. They suck at doing things. They don't understand our needs. They prioritize their own needs. And so they formed this democracy. And they basically said, we're going to restructure how power is, is, there, is manifesting itself. I did the same thing. I empowered my organs to manage me. And I built an algorithm that takes better care of me than I can myself. And so my mind no longer decided what it wants to do. My body's organs and an algorithm does it. And this is the observation that we've reached this point in technological progress where this is now possible. And I want it to be uh, patient zero to demonstrate there is a evolution from homo sapiens to homo evolutus. And this is it. This is the first step. So you talk about, um, you know, basically diet, exercise, sleep. Okay. And, you know, the Mediterranean diet, which everybody talks about. Um, how did you achieve that eight months of just perfect sleep? Because, I mean, for example, like last night I woke up at 4 a.m. You know, and then I went back to sleep. And then, I got you beat. I woke up at 2. Okay. All right. There we go. And so, so how do you do that? Yeah, here's a few simple rules that you can follow. Uh, one is I eat earlier in the day. I tried a few hundred different experiments on foods and time of eating. I found that I eat my last meal of the day at 11 a.m. And if I do that, when I put my head on the pillow, my resting heart rate is around 46 to 49 beats per minute. And I am almost guaranteed a perfect night's sleep. So eating earlier was very helpful for me. So just consider, um, you may want to try it out. You may find that you sleep better when you eat earlier. Number two is I found that the foods I eat dramatically affect how I sleep. And so it, my diet currently is vegetables, berries, nuts, seeds. Um, I, don't eat, uh, I don't eat pastas. I don't eat breads. And so it really helped. And then number three is a wind-down routine before bed really helps. So I typically allocate between uh, 10 and 60 minutes for a wind-down time. But it's really important to stop the day because at the end of the day, you're ruminating on all the problems you have, all the people you're mad at, you know, like all the injustice you've suffered, <laughs> like all the concerns you have about family and friends, like all the emotions we have as a human and you're ruminating. And if you, if your pet, if your head hits a pillow with those thoughts top of mind, you'll be in a light sleep all night, ruminating on that thing, whatever it is that you're, you know, aroused about. And so it's really important. I, I tried to say, all right, uh, nighttime, Brian, you're in charge. And so I put a version of me in charge where he, if a thought comes in, I'm sorry, I appreciate the consideration, but we're not currently in problem-solving mode, we're in sleep mode. But uh, and then I said, finally, uh, I say no alcohol. Uh, alcohol wrecks my sleep. Uh, like, it doesn't matter when I drink it, it just it does a really terrible thing. And then I guess the final thing, if you can, if your circumstances allow you to sleep in a separate bed, 
because uh, it really is very challenging to coordinate with another person on on their movements, their preferences, yeah, their all things. <laughs> yeah, but I guess like the point is like you can make really big inroads to improve your sleep quality, and when you start knocking out high quality sleep, you're going to feel very differently about life. Well, you know what? When you do have a good night's sleep, you know the next day you're like, yes. I mean, I can take on take on in whatever you want to throw my way. Now, yes. let, let's talk about food um, and nutrition. And I noticed, like for example, on your website, there's like this super duper olive oil. Um, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I my team and I tried to create the perfect diet. And so it's important to mention that I've spent millions of dollars on this protocol. I've made the entire thing free for everyone. All the recipes are free. All the supplements I take, uh, I, I tell everyone exactly what I'm doing. Anybody can do it. And so to implement what I've done is about $1,000 to $1,500 a month in the U.S. So that, that includes your groceries. So it's not expensive. It really is just a decision that you're going to choose a healthy lifestyle. And so, yeah, I, I basically, I'm vegan by choice, not by necessity. I, Blueprint says nothing about meat. Uh, we really try to follow the evidence um, for what's working in me. But like the, the whole meat versus vegan thing is just a religious war. I just don't want to be in that uh, battle. Like I, we're really trying to do something uh, large scale. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, all the recipes are there. And um, it's easy for anyone to um, understand and, and implement. Okay, so, so you're 46. How, how old is your body? I'm a few hundred different ages. So for, <laughs> yeah. So for example, my heart is currently age 37. You can age the heart, not just on a chronological age, but you can look at the functional characteristics and the anatomical characteristics. You know, like a baby's heart is different than a 90 year old heart. It looks different. It functions different. It has different molecular construction so we basically have measured my body in hundreds of markers. And so my left ear is 64 because I had hearing damage loss from shooting guns as a kid. Uh, my heart's 37. My diaphragm capacity is age 18. My cardiovascular ability is in the top 1.5% of 18-year-olds. My bone mineral density is in the top 0.02 percentile of 30-year-olds, which is the age minimum for the test. So yeah, I'm just I'm a whole bunch of different ages through all the things we've done. So you celebrate all of those birthdays every single year? <laughs> That's a lot of presents. I'll take it. Yeah, that would be good. So this is a serious question. It may, it may seem childish, but it's serious. In yeah. researching for this interview, multiple times in multiple different sources, it talked about that you want to make sure that you don't age your penis and your rectum. And yeah. it... It focused on that. Is that something that you put out there? Is that something that's important for all of us? Why, why would all these articles focus on those two parts? Yeah. I mean, old rectums get cancer. Okay. So that's this, that's the, that's why you're focusing on the rectum. Yeah. And, and the penis is, you know, like uh, it's a uh, sexual health is a bit of a taboo topic in polite yes. society. And I am trying to raise awareness that our sexual health is really important to our psychology. It's representative of our sleep habits. It's representative of our diet. It basically, you know, if you're not performing well sexually, you have other problems in other places of your life. And so it's a conversation that is needed. It's helpful. I mean, I've had so many of my friends approach me in private and say, I'm in a bad spot and I'm not quite sure how to crawl back out. But when you don't have sexual function, either desire or function, it's pretty devastating psychologically. 
And so I've really tried to just say, look, I'm playing around. I'm having fun. I'm more than willing to bring up topics that are controversial, that are awkward, that, you know, make people feel you know, like blush a little bit, but they're really important to all of us. Like there's like no one who doesn't want a, you know, rather there's like few people who don't want a, you know, productive, healthy sexual life. You're telling me. <laughs> I'll take the penis tips off air. Uh, Kim doesn't need to hear I, them. Well, you know why? Well, it's just, I can pass them along. I mean, you know, but I'll tell you, it's the science behind all this, Brian, that yeah. gets me. It is because if you look at your Instagram account, like for example, and just speaking of, you know, tracking penis health and all other stuff, is that, I mean, you actually have like your stats right there. Yeah, I am the most measured human in history. And so this is what I say, kind of tongue in cheek, is Blueprint is the best whole health protocol built in history. Prove me wrong with your data. So this is not some fad thing. I'm not speaking about story. This is rigorous science. It's quantified measurement. It's in me. And of course, a lot of critics will say, well, it's only you, Brian, so therefore it's irrelevant. But thousands of people are doing Blueprint. They've had stunning results. So this is a real thing. It's not, this is not going to go away. This is the best. This is how humans figure out how to solve complicated problems. You, you approach it in a methodical way and you go from one, one step to another using science and data. So how do you come up with some of the techniques? Like I read that there was a bone marrow transplant from, I guess, a young person in Sweden. And then you yeah. had that done in the Bahamas. Where does that, how, how does you, how does that even come into play? Well, we, what we did that was unique is we combed through all of the scientific literature on health span, lifespan, and then we sorted that according to power laws. And so stem cells are a important, I guess, one of the most powerful ways to address disease and deterioration. And specifically uh, mesenchymal stem cells and specifically from young bone marrow. And so we spent two years trying to evaluate these therapies. We found one company in Sweden, uh, Cellco Labs, which had basically produced these cells at a clinical grade. So it was high quality. It was rigorous. It wasn't some fly-by-the-night situation, you know, over the border from the U.S. And so it passed all of our safety criteria of being of certain quality. And then I did an intravenous infusion of 100 million. On March 25th, I'm going to now inject uh, more mesenchymal stem cells into my joints. I'm going to do the world's first whole body joint rejuvenation protocol. So that would be hips, elbows, wrists, ankles, uh, elbows, all my joints. And we'll treat them each with mesenchymal stem cells. And so we're trying to basically say, can we get my joints back to age 18? That's a pretty ambitious goal. It's probably not reachable in this point in time, but we're curious to pose the question, why not? And so we're, we're taking one of the most, uh, one of the best and most powerful therapies in the world, mesenchymal stem cells, young Swedish bone marrow, and then apply them to joints and then also whole body. So we do this consistently. Like I did my first longevity gene therapy and gene therapy is a thing that's going to punch through the ceiling on our lifespan. So yeah, we, we really are, um, we're trying to, to demonstrate that don't die is real. It's a believable thing. And back in the 1870s, you would listen to say, are there in fact microscopic objects? And the question for each one of us is, is this legitimately the case that we are on the cusp of the most magnificent opportunity in the history of the galaxy? And it's us who exist right now. So therefore, our objective, don't die. Now, I know you say your goal is to don't die, but 
all the numbers, all the data. What is your age projection right now? Nobody knows. Okay. So, and this is the well, the reason why is because artificial intelligence is moving so fast. It's the first time in the history of Homo sapiens where we cannot see out more than a few months' time. We have no idea what the world's going to be like in three months, let alone 12 months, let alone five years. No clue. And that's never been the case with the species. And so th in this situation where intelligence is improving at this speed, then you need to basically say, uh, given that I can't know most things, what is the one thing I do know? And that's what I'm saying. As a species, we are transitioning from becoming knowledge keepers to not knowing. Our form of intelligence is transitioning from knowing to not knowing. And in that case, you have to go back and say, what is the one thing we do know? We want to play the game. Now, what about DNA mutations that, yeah. that cause certain diseases? I mean, is there a way for us to stop that? We, we basically have a, a, arrived at a place in society where we can engineer atoms and molecules and organisms. And when you have the capacity to engineer physical reality in that way, you can create drugs, you can create new therapies, you can reverse biological processes. We have basically the level of access we need to achieve these objectives. And so you simply just say, like, what stands in our way of solving all the problems of aging and reversing aging? And it's not like it goes against the laws of physics. It just needs some time and, you know, some intelligence. And so this is what I'm saying is like, it's not like we're saying, can you move faster than the speed of light? And we need to come up with some novel, never thought of before thing. We just need to hammer away on this problem. It's, it's very doable. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. So if you look at your, do you look at yourself and how people react to you on social media, a guy who wants to live forever and you know, the knee jerk reaction. And I, I'll, I'll admit I'm guilty of it myself. My knee jerk reaction was, oh, that's crazy. But then yeah. when I watch a long form interview with you or read something that you've written, I'm like, wow, this is more thought out than yeah. just, I want to live forever. 100%. Do you, how do you react to people just saying, oh, that's crazy. This guy's crazy. Yeah. You know, I love haters. I love hearing what they have to say. I'm amused by it. I love to interact with them. And when you understand this, when you do the thought experiment of speaking to the 1870s, you realize that people's knee-jerk reactions is as common as it's ever been throughout human history. That's what humans do. Humans, if you provoke them with a thought that is unfamiliar, they're going to instantaneously, uh, basically in their reaction, they're going to give you a mirror of whatever is currently the zeitgeist of thought, opinion, morals, ethics. They're not original thoughts. They're basically just saying, I'm going to give you a report out 
of what people currently believe in 2024. So for example, this, this thought of, well, he's so busy not dying. Does he really live? We actually right. asked yeah. that question right talked, before you yes. got on. We did a hundred. We did. <laughs> and so this is like, this is a very common reaction. And so the observation is that is a consideration when death was inevitable. That's how you think. If you say live fast and die young, because what the hell, why not? But the thing is, the future is here. Don't die is the game. And so if you're playing the game to the past, you're going to say, live fast, die young. This guy's crazy because he's not really living. You don't understand the future is here. You just can't see it. And so it's fine. Like I, I don't feel a need to correct anybody because they're going through their own process and everyone's going to land at a different time. Uh, but it's definitely, I mean, I've been at this for a year public. I mean, I've been at this for a couple of years, but really there's been a lot of tension on this for the year. And it is, people are coming around very, very fast and they're in, like they can see that it's not a crazy hypothesis. In fact, it's probably the most reasonable and sensible thing for anyone to conclude in this moment. So you mentioned that in March, you have another therapy happening with bone marrow. Um, what else do you have planned? I have my second gene therapy planned. So I did my first gene therapy and I have one more in two months. These are the things that are the most powerful uh, that can punch th through the ceiling. And, you know, we're also working on trying to figure out, can we bring gene therapy to the masses? Uh, so this is blueprint is not about me. It's about the human race. It's about how we survive together. This is why I've made the whole thing free. It's why anybody can do what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure out how to bring at scale to everybody these therapies. Because again, a common critique is, well, this is only for the rich and he spends 2 million, not accessible to me. Uh, it's not applicable. Uh, I'm really trying to bring this to the masses to everyone at every income bracket. Well, I think it's pretty amazing. Sign me up. Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm going to sign up. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I I'm going to go to sleep right now just so <laughs> I can focus on my sleep. So, so Brian, everything's over on your website, brianjohnson.com, right? Yeah, it's a protocol that brianjohnson.com. Yeah, and again, it's wonderful to talk to both of you. I really genuinely hope that each of you believes this, that you will prioritize your health and wellness, that you will be good examples to your friends and family, that they will want to be better people because of your example, and that when you get pushback, which you will, and you'll be ostracized because of your choices, that you'll just smile and realize that they'll come around in time, that they really, they do want ideal health, like we all do. They just, they're just working through their own issues. And so it's not about you. It's really about everyone working through where they're at. Well, that's, you know what? That's really true. It is true. I Great mean, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a health fanatic, not quite like you by any means, but you know, I have, I don't eat meat and, and, and it's hard because you, know, you go out to eat and people are like, you know, yeah. here, have some French fries. Like, Even if you no. just don't get a bun on your cheeseburger, people are like, you're not having a bun. What's wrong with you? Yeah, have exactly. a donut. No, we don't need donuts. No, no we're not going to do that. Brian, you know, it's been a pleasure. Um, do us a favor. Keep us up to date, would you? Yeah, yeah. Great hanging out with you guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, we'll in touch. Thank you. Okay. I was pleasantly surprised. I love that guy. I actually think he's nice. I do. And like I said, I told him, like the need, the whole blood transfusion with his 17-year-old son. And you do go, this guy's crazy. What is he, want to be a yes. vampire? And then- <clears throat> Maddie sent us a story that had this long foreign in interview and I was watching. I'm like, this isn't the guy that is portrayed on social media. No. This guy is really interesting. Yes, he is. You know, and, and, and it's, it, and I'm totally impressed with him and you're right. 
because you see the headlines about, oh, he keeps track of his penis ejaculations all <laughs> right. night, you know, or uh, or his fiance was suing him for a million dollars. And then you see pictures of him. And just like we like we talked about, like, is he really living? Right. You know, because he's so afraid to die or he's not afraid. But, you know, what he says actually makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah, it doesn't sound crazy. It sounds unattainable, but that's probably just my mindset. But it sounds unattainable from when you think of the, the the stresses of a human being's life. I mean, we don't have the the platform that he has. But then he said, "Here, here's five things that you can just try that were simplified to make your life even a little bit better." Now, what I didn't like, I didn't like his answer on when he's going to die, because if he told us if we followed his five steps, we would be on the way to 92 years old. Right. So he's got to have a number. His his numbers have to tell him that he's going to make it to 150 or 200 or something like that. But I also, the no alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) He did say some moderate to no. But his origin story too, we didn't get to it. And I'm kicking myself now. His origin story of where, where he started to where he is right now, we've all experienced. He had a stressful day. He came home. He was dealing with things around him, stresses in his life. And he's like, Oh, it's another, it's another night. I'm going to eat the entire brownie tray. And then he walked over to the brownie tray and he was cutting himself out of a corner piece. And he's like, no, I've got to do better. And that's what launched this entire thing is just that one experience that night that I have to do better. Well, yes. We Which all we all can better. relate to. I mean, we've I, all yes. had those nights. I mean, I woke up this morning. I thought, you know what? I haven't, gone for a run in three days. Did you go for a run? No. (laughs) I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because I know exactly that feeling. Yes. I mean, I was laying there. I'm like, I should get up and go for a run. And it's like, no, I've got to go to work. I've got to go do this. I got to go do this. And then, so then I laid there and every morning now, since I have a transplant on my eyeball is that I've got to sit there and put drops in. So I, so I can't just jump out of bed. Right. So I've got to sit there. I got this like whole routine that I have to do. Yeah. We all have those limitations. But I, but I was thinking this morning, like I need to get back into action. Jackson. Like While we were talking to him, were you thinking I should have went for my run? Yes. Me too. Yes. I was like, I should have hundred percent for the day. And I really wanted to ask him like, you know, so I'm taking this, this, I'm, you know, <laughs> this, this gonna, but then I'm like, you know, that would be like, you know, I'm taking like, you know, cod liver oil. Uh, because that's supposed to be really good for your heart. And right. I didn't see that in there. I also take, uh, you take ginkgo biloba. No, I don't take that. <sighs> I remember Larry King used to yell at us to take <laughs> ginkgo biloba. It really helped him. <laughs> I, it. I don't know. I think he lived to be 150 years old. <laughs> no, right next to, and let's go to Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa. Hello, Des Moines. Hello. I think he's cool. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I, I thought he would be on the bit of a weird side, but he's not. He's just really smart. I know. There was a side of me that was hoping that he was going to be a little (laughs) cray-cray because they're always crazy people are always fun to talk to. And he's a great speaker. Like the way he's presenting all of his his arguments and his points. A hundred percent. You're just sitting there going, yeah, I'm buying it. Very, very, very articulate. He did a great job. He did. He's he's actually, he's a very, very nice guy. All right. So that was an interesting conversation, but you don't want to leave us now because, well- Andrew, you're going to talk about what? Meta? Social media and how it's ruining your children. And actually, someone's trying to fight back. Really? And then I have a, it's just kind of a weird story about the city of Denver, uh, a, a pastor 
and Range Rovers and cryptocurrency. He admitted to a crime on his own podcast. <laughs> okay. But it was divine intervention. He admitted to it. All right. So stay right where you are. Hey, it's Kim Commando today. It's your Daily Fun podcast. And we're so glad that you're here with us. Uh, just a quick reminder is that if you have not already entered to win a brand new PC or Mac, what the heck are you waiting for? Head over to commando.com slash win. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com, commando.com slash win. All right. So, you know, I'm in love with Facebook. I just think it's like one of the best sites. <laughs> I believed you for about 2.2 seconds. I was looking at your face. Wait, where are you going with this? I know. You're like, wait, where did Kim Commando go? And who is this woman sitting next to me? Then I got on. It was sarcasm. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for joining us. So, they're, uh, the leaders of a lot of all the social media platforms are going to be and testifying in front of Congress. And there's one group that is trying their dingus to hold them responsible for the things that are happening on social media, mainly to children and teenagers. Now, social media platforms, they're protected by laws. If something happens on their platform that causes something else to happen, something tragic, some kind of tragedy, on the outside, they're protected. They're not responsible for that. Right. But this group is trying to tie this in. Remember asbestos? Say asbestos. Asbestos? Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. The product that they were putting in our walls that was killing us? Yeah, but it was, but it made the whole house like look so much better. Oh, so much better. <laughs> They're trying to kind of tie social media into that, that not only do social media platforms know what they're doing is addicting and harmful, they are making it more addicting and more harmful so that business-wise they turn out on top. And because they can't sue them. They've tried so many times of to have course. lawsuits against these huge corporations and they can't because they're protected by these laws. So they're trying a different way to get in. And this group has gotten together and they're, they're not going to give up. This, this is their platform that the fact of the matter is social media is a negative for society and not a positive at all. So, so they're saying that social media is harming the kids. And, and it's, they're intentionally engineering it to do it that oh, way. Of course they are. To addict them. Right. To get them on there to scroll. scroll <clears throat> there's scroll, another story scroll. that we had that we're not going to get it, get to, but uh, there's this art installation where mice are taking selfies. And I didn't hear about this. No. Okay. Well then I'll tell you about it. So they, they have a camera set up and there's two mice in there and it's four stories high. And the mice, if they go to the third story, there's a little button. If they hit the button, a piece of sugar drops down and they get to eat it and it takes a selfie. Okay. Well, what happens is the mice start forgetting about the sugar. They just want the no. dopamine high of taking their picture. And they're now performing, as far as mice can, performing in front of the camera. And instead of taking two or three selfies a day, they're taking 24 no, to 26. Yes. And it's this chemical reaction to where we got, you related to social media, you take a picture, you get a couple likes and you're like, well, I want to get a, put yeah, another exactly. video up and get some more likes. Yes. Well, they don't even care about the sugar anymore. And that's what's happening with the, the these social media platforms is that we have become completely addicted and there's nothing regulating it. Well, you know, they've been running rampant for 
you know, what, since 2004, right. when Facebook was announced and rolled out. Uh, and, you know, then, of course, it's like, you know, then people want to say, well, you know, the parents should be in control. Sure, okay. which they should. Okay. And then social media says, well, we have so many posts. We have so many videos. and We have billions of dollars, but we there's nothing we can do about it. Full pucky. <laughs> yes, exactly. You want to create a bunch of jobs? Make sure every post is verified and approved before it gets put online. Never. Well, of course, never. Right. I mean, it's too big. It's too mass. But why not if it's better for society? Well, you know, the whole social media thing, it's, I mean, I've seen it destroy lives. Yeah. And uh, I've seen people get, you know, weirded out by it. How about and, that little girl that got beat up at school because she had a generic Stanley cup? Oh, instead yes. Instead of the name brand Stanley. Right. That all ties back to social media. Kids wouldn't care whether that is Stanley or not unless they saw that it was trending on TikTok. Well, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how social media plays out in in a certain generation, meaning that if you, I don't know how it's like for your kids. Well, they're not on social media. Okay. But like, I noticed that like with Ian's generation, that there's like the people who do it and the people who don't. Sure. And like one of his friends, I'm not going to say his name because his mother is a big time soap opera star. Oh, okay. And so when Ian met this guy, his age, uh, Ian's like, so, you know, are you on social? He's like, no, I have nothing on social media because of my mother and I don't want to have anything part of it. And then, you know, we started talking about it and Ian has like two pictures up of himself. So it's like, you know, he's ha hanging out with people who are not really. But does he scroll? It. Yes. Okay. So he's, I mean, he, he's scrolling. He, t he scrolls. He's just not contributing. Correct. Okay. But he's on TikTok. Mm. Oh, it's entertaining. Yes. I it get is. it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not better than anybody else. I get it. It's entertaining, but it is damaging. Now, do you think, do you think that these lawsuits are really going to do anything? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, unfortunately, this is America. These are big corporations. But I appreciate someone putting up the fight and maybe sending some sort of message to the biggest companies, Meta and all Snapchat and TikTok. But I don't think it's a, it's a mean thing to say, but I don't think they care. All right. Well, we're going to switch gears a little bit. When yes. we come back, we're going to talk about cryptocurrency. Yes. The pastor. This is an unbelievable story to me. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um, we did not mean that. <laughs> I did. All right, stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back. It's Kim Commando today. It's your daily fun podcast. We're so glad that you're here. Now, by the way, you can get this podcast two ways. You can get it as a podcast, okay, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, maybe you're listening to it right now, Kim Commando today. Uh, you can also get it as a video stream. That's right. So whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, is X. I keep saying Twitter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, no, one, no one's ever going to I know, that but right. I feel really bad. It's like, you know, sometimes like Twitter, X. But you still X tweet. You yes. don't X. No. We still tweet on X. Uh, and then, of course, YouTube and Rumble. So if you're watching the show, just want to let you know that you can get it as a podcast. And if you're getting it as a podcast, you can also watch the show back and forth. And be sure to leave us your comments because we read every single one, up to and including. Uh, we had the answer to your question. Yeah, that's right. From uh, Friday's podcast. Yeah, why don't you Tell everybody what it is. We were talking. Uh, Allie came in and she was doing tips about recipes and cooking and online. And I remembered that I had saw on social media a clip <laughs> of someone saying, if you go to a recipe site and there is 10, like a whole story and 
ads and everything ahead of the actual ingredients I need and step-by-step for the recipe, that there was something you could put in front of the URL. Okay, yes. And Candace Barron. Candace sent it. Okay, great. Candace Barron uh, left it on our Facebook page. And it's cooked.wiki. Right. You do cooked.wiki slash right right in front of the www. I sound like I'm in 1997. (laughs) Right in front of the www. Then you hit enter and the wiki page will pop up. It'll take a couple of seconds because it's getting everything organized. And then boom, you have the ingredients and the recipe and none of the fluff. Now, Candace says that... She said, she just says it's different because I've never tried it. She said cook.wiki slash is what you type before the HTTPS. Either way. You can do it either way. Yeah. I do it right before the www. Okay. So cooked.wiki slash. Yes. Is that's how you get just the recipe. Correct. Love that. And thank you, Candice. We appreciate you. Um, All right. So you know the story. I know half the story. Okay. Well, story is this guy in Colorado, Eli Regalado is his name. And $3.2 million in cryptocurrency. And they're coming after him. Yes. And he says that, here's his quote, the Lord brought this cryptocurrency to me. It's his own cryptocurrency. Okay. I-N-D-X coin. Uh, He said, take this to my people for a wealth transfer. Yes. He also dreamed that God was with him, asking him to go ahead with this whole scheme. And so Eli and his wife, they go out to the congregation and they say, you know, throw the money up to God and what comes down is mine. <laughs> right? Whatever God wants, he keeps. He keeps, okay. And then they had this divine cryptocurrency, divine cryptocurrency. Uh, and uh, they bought a Range Rover. Well, on the podcast, on his own podcast, he said he is being accused of creating a cryptocurrency that had no end game. It was invest and we'll figure it out. Okay. And his response on his own podcast was, yes, that's correct. We never had an end game. Okay. But what we did have was the word of God and the means to collect the money to finally get to the end game. Then he said, we're being attacked because we took all the money out and didn't further the technology at all, which we did. We took all the money out. But remember, half of that money went to the IRS. Okay. These are his words. And also, God said we needed a new patio. (gasps) 100% said that on his podcast. What about uh, boats and fancy handbags? He didn't admit to those on the podcast, (laughs) but yes, he bought all of those too. So now that he's facing fraud charges, Eli, the pastor, a man of God, says that either he, this is quote, misheard God. (laughs) (laughs) And so, what was that? (laughs) Come again? (laughs) He misheard God, and so did everyone else who prayed and invested. So it's God's fault? No, it's their fault for mishearing. Yes. Maybe God should be more clear. Look what God's doing to all these people. He's getting them in trouble, making them go broke. What a joke. 
I think he's just a shyster. You think? He's <laughs> okay. more than a shyster. He's the definition of shyster. Okay. A Range Rover. God needed me to have a new patio. God <laughs> needed me to have a new patio. Oh my gosh. And the fact is, is that people were probably watching his followers were probably, oh, well, that makes sense. You do have to pay taxes and everybody likes a patio. Okay. <laughs> what about me? <laughs> Sorry, you're going to, you, you weren't called. You didn't get the calling to get your new patio. You know what? Yeah, I'm going to tell this to Barry. I had a dream that God wants me to have a new Porsche. <laughs> Which he, we you know what he'd say. Just go buy one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. All right. Well, on that happy note, um, what a great, what a great interview that was. That was great. I really enjoyed that. I think you need to play a majority of that on the weekend show. Absolutely. Because that, that was, he did a really good job. Yes, he was really, really great. Brian Johnson. Uh, and so, you know, give us some great comments. Give us some reviews, thumbs up, wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening. And then we'll see you again here on Monday with Kim Commando today. And don't forget two things. Okay, tell one person about this podcast because that's how we grow this podcast. Uh, number two is enter to win. Over at commando.com slash win, you can get a, uh, you maybe win a free PC or Mac. Oh, and, and number three is make sure that you go to getkim.com. Uh, number four is go to my Etsy store. Okay, I'm sorry. We're- Two things turned into four. <laughs> That's happens. Is God telling you to keep promoting? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> this program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.